0: This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Safety Focus. Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts Aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Professional development and a continuing education are important parts of a safety professional's journey throughout their career. Here with me today to talk about ways safety professionals can continue their education and advance in their careers is Jessica Richardson. Jessica is a certified safety professional, certified instructional trainer, construction health and safety technician, and safety trained supervisor construction. She is also senior manager of professional and organizational development at the Board of Certified Safety Professionals. Uh, Jessica, welcome! Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Uh, BCSP is really happy to support ASSP's uh, work in advancing the profession.
0: Absolutely, uh, glad to have you. Uh, let's uh, let's get started. So uh, we're talking about ways that safety professionals can continue their education throughout their careers and advance in the profession. And tied in with that is earning a continuing education units for CEUs. So I thought we could start by kind of giving a quick overview of, of what CEUs are and the purpose they serve for, for those who may not be familiar.
1: Sure. So CEUs are continuing education units and we look at CEUs, um, as opportunities to make sure you're staying relevant in the profession. You're keeping up to date with new things that are happening and safety and understanding that, you know, as, as the world of work grows, so does our profession. So the learning never stops. Um, CEUs, the way that CCSP measures them are based on contact hours of training or what have you. So, um, there are lots of ways to earn CEUs and typically there'll be 10 contact hours for one CEU. So that would mean a one hour webinar would count for 0.10 CEUs.
0: Gotcha. Okay, that, that that lays a good foundation for the rest of our conversation. So, continuing on from that, I thought we could. You touched on it a little bit there, but I thought we could talk about why a continuing education and earning CEUs is so important for safety professionals throughout their careers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, when we talk about moving forward as a professional, and it, this is the the cornerstone to certification, right? So, to even go a little broader before we dive a little deeper. I would just say that what makes certification so valuable to employers and to safety professionals is that it's not a one and done training course. It's not, you know, taking a class on fall protection and the class is done and, and that's, you know, that's training. That's a certificate program. What makes credentialing and certification so valuable to the, to your employers and what, what makes certificates demand higher salaries based on their credentials is the fact that it's a recertification process. So it means that every five years, you as a professional are constantly investing in yourself and you are putting your education first. So these CEUs are really valuable because they are tied to the credentials that you're recertifying for meaning um, each credential has a blueprint. So there are domains for each blueprint. So when we think about what we need to improve upon as professionals, the best place to look is the blueprint. So, for example, the CSP, the examination blueprint that is out now is CSP10. So when I'm thinking of how do I get better as CSP, I'm looking at each domain and the knowledge of the, co- the core concepts of each of those domains And I'm going to selectively choose different areas that I can learn more on. For example, so domain one is advanced sciences and math. Most CSTs I know skip that one Uh, when talking about CDs. Uh, But realistically, there's domain two, which is management systems. So anything from project management concepts to SMS. Uh, Domain three is risk management. So take courses on risk, improve on that. But apart from just taking, you know, extra training or, or you know, um, certificate programs. There's other ways to earn CEUs, and that includes, there's 10 categories, and that can include getting a, an advanced degree or bachelor's degree or um, taking a different credential or certification. So when you look at the process of how your career progresses every five years, I think it's a really good measuring stick for safety professionals to see how they're developing and how they're growing. And and where they need to go next.
0: Absolutely, that that's a, that's a great segue into my next question. You gave uh, a few examples right there, but I thought we could talk about you know the different ways that safety professionals can earn CEUs and how to know you know which which particular types of CEUs you might want to pursue, given you know your specialty, what you're interested in, where you're at in your career, uh, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have. The BCSP recertification guide. Uh, the latest edition that's online and available is April 2021, and I expect a few minor updates on that soon. We're always looking for ways to obviously improve the recertification process, but that is our guide. It, it is our living document on how to get recertified. So there are ten categories. So whenever I have a safety professional um, come to me and say, you know, just how how do I do this? Well, the first thing I do is open up the guide and I go straight to category one. So um, before we get into that though, I I do want to mention that there are different credentials that have different number of recertification points required. So just very quickly, the CSP, the certified safety professional, the safety management specialist, the SMS and the ASP, um, those three require 25 recertification points for a five-year cycle. And then next, the OHST, the Occupational Hygiene and Safety Technician, the CHST, our big one in construction, and the CIT, the Certified Instructional Trainer, require 20 recertification points each five-year cycle. And then our STS, the Safety Train Supervisor, and STSC, the Safety Train Supervisor Construction, only require three recertification points in a five-year cycle. So if you think about Three, three recertification points for a safety trained supervisor could be an OSHA 30, right? It, it could be 30 hours of different construction or, you know, industrial safety training on the job. So the first thing is figuring out what certification you're recertifying for. So let's just say we're looking at the SMS of the CSP. So for the CSP, the first category for all of the credentials for recertification is professional safety practice. And that usually blows people's minds. But think about it. If you're professionally practicing safety management in the field, that is absolutely a part of professional development. And what's interesting is the maximum points allowed per cycle by the Board of Certified Safety Professionals is 10 points for your safety practice. That being said, you're responsible to read, you know, read and understand what that means. So the CSP and the ASP, professional safety function has to be the primary duty in function of the position. So when you look at that, it has to be at least 50% of the position duties to the CSP and the ASP. The SMS is a little different because that position must be in management of safety-related programs, processes, procedures, and that position has to have at least 35% of primary job duties in health and safety, Um, in a 30-hour-per-week or equivalent position. So, you know, it even goes down the line a little further. So, OHST, you have to have a position in occupational hygiene and safety, 35% job duties, the construction has to be in construction, right? But you can get two points a year if you meet those requirements in the research guide just on professional safety practice. So, I would say the first thing to do is obviously – you know, highlight your work and your work experience, because we know that work experience, you know, that's what makes you a professional. And then moving forward, category two is a super easy one. It's membership and safety organizations. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're a proud member of the American Society of Safety Professionals, you can earn up to five points each research cycle. So between having a full-time job or a part-time job in safety for 10 points, for those five years, we're looking at fifteen points. If you're also a member of ASSP, so um, any map nat- you can get one point per year for any national safety organization, and you can get half a point per year for any regional, state, or local organization. So if you're a certified safety professional, if you're a CHST, FMS, and you need uh, you know CEUs, absolutely the place to be is ASSP. Not only because you get those five points for being a member but category three is even more credit to ASSP and where, you know, professionals need to be. So category three is organizational service. So it's one thing, five points worth if you're a member of ASSP. But serving those organizations like ASSP can allow you up to 10 points per research cycle. So essentially, that organizational service Means that if you're, if you get credit for service to professional societies, safety organizations, safety units of certain other organizations, and volunteer professional services that are approved by BCSP. So you could serve as an officer at the national, regional, state, or local level. So if you're actively participating and serving ASSP, you work full time. You have 25 research points. Um, to start there. So when I talk to folks about how to professionally develop, one of my first recommendations is to obviously join ASSP, but most importantly, um, become a leader, participate, serve, and, you know, make your make your mark. Um, some other things in this category could be, you know, um, serving on an editorial board for a peer-reviewed journal, uh, which you can also do through ASSP. Um, and then, you know, there's, more categories. So category four is publications, conference presentations, and patents. So there's points available there if you're presenting, creating patents. Category five is service to BCSP. So this is something I don't think uh, enough folks know about, but we are, you know, for safety professionals, by safety professionals through our accreditation. Um, You know, we have ansi ANAB accreditation uh, for our processes. And a lot of people think that these, you know, certification exams, these exam questions are written by some nerds in a back room, but that's not true at all. How we get it done is our credential holders with those certifications, we bring them in, we train them, and they write the questions based on the exam blueprint and the exam references. And if folks have more questions about this, um, we have some videos on our website that explain the exams process. But, you know, professionals, you guys can get involved in actually helping with You know, role delineation workshops, um, looking at the job assessment and, you know, basically steering the profession through, you know, these blueprints and exams and helping create those exam questions. So that's also available. And then category six is obviously something we uh, talk about all the time, which is professional development conferences. And um, this is a great place to get your CEUs. You can get one point per CEU. Um, And there's no limit on the maximum points allowed per cycle. That being said, some people go a little overboard um, on, uh, you know, submitting different things. BCSP's Certification Services Group is led by Ms. Sheila on our team. And she and her team are fantastic. But they um, have a lot to look at. So they're going to look at that first 25 points. So once you make that first 25 points, submit and uh, get recertified. That being said, we're very proud of you for going over and above. So there's other ways too. So safety related courses or seminars, um, other educational programs, anything tied to those exam blueprints that you're, you currently have a credential for. Obviously college or university courses, you can you know do pretty well there taking different courses. Uh, advanced degrees are also another way. And then one of the other ways that's really popular is Category 10 additional certifications or licenses. So let's say you go and get your CIH or your CHMM. So your CHMM, the Certified Hazardous Materials Manager, for example, that's worth 20 points. So if you're needing points, I would go to Category 10 and think about this. You're finding another way to get another credential. That may it could be BCSD, it could be another organization. There are four, three and a half, four pages uh, listed in our recertification guide of you know whether it's a professional engineer or safety trained supervisor credential. There are ways to get recertification points that way. So yeah, I mean it's you know if if you're working full time, part time in whatever is you know demanded of your credential. If you're a member of ASSP, and if you're leading an ASSP, you're pretty much covered.
0: Absolutely. Yes, we'd we, we love to hear that. Now we've kind of talked about the different ways to earn CEUs. I thought we could uh, circle back to talking about the recertification process. You touched on this a little bit ago, but for, for safety professionals listening out there say, okay, I've I, I've earned my, my CEUs for my points for this recertification cycle. Uh, what next?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, they normally send the five-year recertification cycle. So it begins on July 1st, and then it ends on June 30th. And the reason uh, that was changed a few years ago, I think mostly was, um, boy, it's tough to manage that stuff and get a hold of people over the holidays. So we put it in the, in the middle of summer. Um, for those that are just achieving certification, the first cycle could be longer than five years. So your recertification cycle is that fifth year. And then the one thing we would encourage you to do, and uh, Sheila, our certification services leader, would love me to tell everyone to do, is log into your BCSP profile and start logging your CEUs as you go. That is like a living document of your professional development in there. So, So feel free to use that early and often as possible. So you don't get caught behind on the research cycle. It's easy sometimes to forget, but, you know, you listen to a a webinar and you have, you know, write it down, document it. You attend a course, you take a college course, what have you, make sure you're actively documenting that in your, um, my profile on BCSP. And the big thing is understanding that if you have any questions our certification service department at BCSP is phenomenal. And I, um, you know, hope today that I represented them very well. Uh, they, this is what they do for a living. I am a safety professional and um, just kind of a nerd, but they this, this is what they do. And they are, you know, the most helpful. They're super kind. They'll guide you in any way possible. So I would recommend that anyone who has questions or you know hesitations, uh, get to know them. Call you know call, write an email if you have a question. But most importantly, I would say find a mentor. It's always important no matter what stage of career you're at. It doesn't have to be formal. It can also be a friend. Uh, you know, it's a, a lot of times us safety professionals will come up with other folks and take the same you know credential exams at the same time, or you know, be at different parts of our careers. So my advice would be is find a group or, you know, as many people as you can who you look up to and you want to be like, and that peer group and your, your safety peer group, which hopefully will be formed within ASFP, whether you join a practice specialty or whether you join an interest group or you find friends in your local chapter. I mean, I, I, I think the team advantage is always best. And sometimes we're not as social as we should be as safety professionals when we talk about how to get better and how to improve. Um, But really see what's going on out in the world. See what interests you and start documenting right away.
0: That is great advice. Yes, I know in the safety profession there are no shortage of folks who are you know willing to mentor and and you know and share their knowledge and help help guide others. And yes, absolutely, I think that was a great point about especially if you're you know accumulating a, a lot of points and involved in a lot of different things. You know, tracking that as you go is get you know feel like is gonna gonna make a lot of things a lot easier for you uh, for you later on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that you know we don't want to do is. Have anybody panicked in June before their research cycle? Uh, There are so many opportunities, whether you're attending ASSP webinars. uh, We know how tough it has been for people in the pandemic to get out, to get social. Um, We know there's been a lot of organizations doing their best to offer virtual professional development. And BCSP is actually offering um, May 10th, 12th, their global learning summit. And uh, there's going to be about 100 contact hours there. So that's 10 CEUs for a very low price, uh, $25 because it's global. And we know that safety professionals make different amounts of money in different parts of the world. And we really want to engage those folks who really haven't had many opportunities to engage virtually. So um, there's a lot. And ASSP is actually an affiliate partner for that venture. And we're really excited to have them on board. They'll be there with a booth. And, um, so it's really great, and we're really looking forward to, you know, spreading as much knowledge as possible, and hopefully introducing that global crowd to all our affiliates.
0: Absolutely, that that's great. Uh, okay, uh, anything else uh, you'd like to add about uh, you know continuing education, uh, CEUs, certification, all that good stuff? As uh, as we wrap up,
1: my last bit of advice is to absolutely uh, take advantage of any employer-sponsored program. So. You know, if, if you're interested in degrees, look at tuition reimbursement, you know, if you're interested in professional development, CEUs, attending conferences, look into your HR policies and practices around workforce development and mostly participate. So it's one thing to attend conferences. It's another thing to speak at them. Uh, it's enough. It's one thing to be a part of ASSP. It's another thing to lead. So my advice would be, you know, take the jump, take the leadership role, uh, speak about something you know about, because nobody, the great thing about safety is nobody knows everything and they never will. It's too broad. Uh, the, the workforce is too diverse. Uh, technology is changing rapidly and we all have so much to learn. Uh, so just contribute anywhere you can and make the profession stronger.
0: And I think that's a that's a great note to end on. I hope that is something that uh, all our, our listeners keep in mind as they, uh, you know, work towards their their CEUs and uh, develop in uh, the profession uh, throughout their career. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much again for coming on, Jessica. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope uh, listeners will take what we we talked about and uh, continue their education and advancing their careers. So thank you again.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Join us at Safety Focus, February 21st through the 25th, 2022 in Phoenix, Arizona, and online February 21st through March 4th. Register today at safetyfocus.assp.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at assp.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety.